So what if instead of focusing on trying to figure out alcohol, you tried to figure out yourself. You learned how to do all of the things that you think alcohol is doing for you, but better. You tapped into really understanding what the messages from your body meant and how to use your emotions to your advantage and how to really expand your desires to get what it is you finally really want and have real, lasting, sustainable pleasure. That is possible for you, and it is all available to you in the self-study course, The Naturally Sober Woman. It is everything that I teach my one-on-one clients, but it is compact for you, lifetime access on demand at a super affordable price available to you right now. You're going to go to my website, marywagstaffcoach.com, right there. It'll say self-study course or follow the link in the show notes right here. Get in there. One short video, just the welcome ceremony. There's a commence, a beautiful commencement ceremony that really anchors you into your intention for wanting to make this change into your life will change your life forever. It'll put you on a trajectory of new possibility because the bigger your desire is, the easier it's going to be to say goodbye to alcohol. So go on over to my website, get inside of the Naturally Sober Woman, and I will see you in there. Welcome, welcome. My name is Mary Wagstaff. I am a holistic alcohol coach who ended a 20-year relationship to alcohol without labels, counting days, or ever making excuses. Now I help women just like you from around the world eliminate their desire for alcohol by claiming themselves as author of their own life. In this podcast, we will explore the revolutionary approach of my Stop Drinking and Start Living program that gets alcohol out of your way by breaking all of the rules of what you thought was possible and the profound journey that it is to rediscover who you are on the other side of alcohol. I am so excited that you are here. Now on with the show. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the show, my beautiful listeners. So... First of all, thank you so much for being here. The older and older that we get, um, we know that time is our most valuable resource. And I probably have said that a few times recently, but man, is it true. And I just think intentionally deciding how we want to spend it is so important. And so I commend you for spending it with me. And I just thank you because I know your time is precious and, um, you know, I don't think we always have to be so intentional. Like I think we get to have, um, some being a little spontaneous and just feeling lazy sometimes and doing what we want to do. But, um, at the end of the day, it's, it's how we're doing whatever we're doing, not what we're doing. Right. So you can gain so much satisfaction and find so much joy from how you're focused on something. And that's really why I love podcasting um, more than any other form of information is because we get to really intentionally choose how we want to spend our time. So I just wanted to say thank you for spending it here with me because I know that it is valuable to you. And so I want to give you the most for your value and your time. So today, um, Mother Nature took a turn. (laughs) And, um, you know, I think the only reason that I'm mentioning this again is because I'm a lash. I was like, what? Spring fever. And I've just been thinking about all of the spring things and all of the summer things and, you know, really inviting you into thinking about coming out of the pandemic and how you really want to see this way that a new way to connect with life. I see it as this, such a beautiful opportunity to walk through a threshold from, you know, the dark winters of the pandemic out into the light, um, with just a new perspective, a new shift on why does this matter? Why did it matter that we were isolated? Right. It's like, it didn't matter that you didn't get to go to your local bar, right? It was about the people. It was about just being in the frequency, right? Of people without the masks and all the things like it was so hard on the human spirit in so many ways. And So I just really want to encourage you as you go out into these next couple of seasons to decide, you know, 
thinking about in a year from now, what if you gave yourself the opportunity to really generate some new evidence, right? This isn't like, I'm going to need to quit drinking altogether. This is taking a new approach to how you're going out into this these next couple seasons. Because as we know, every season has its own flavor, literally of alcohol. But you know, it's like you had alcohol for, for your woes. And so many people came to me because they were over drinking during COVID. They had lost their, their outlets for connection and, um, just ways that they were taking care of themselves. And it was like, everything became more stressful. So I want you to like slough that off for this spring and summer and really go into just like a spring cleaning detox and going out into not repeating what you were doing before COVID, right? Like not making it, wanting to get back to the same thing. Because the truth is, is that we can never get back. We're always moving forward. So when we try to recreate the past, we often suffer um, because it's never the same. And do you really want it to be? Do you want to continue to do the same things year after year after year? And I, you know, that's why alcohol gets us in this rut. We keep reaching for a new experience that ends up being the same again and again and again. And I believe this is truly one of the the most opportune times that you can have of really implementing something new because you're going to have the vitality of life, right? You're going to have all the energy of the season, but it is up to you to depend on what you look at. You know, I was so excited about getting my strawberries and my plants in the ground, and then we just got a foot and a half of snow, but I'm not going to let that stop me from getting excited about this spring and summer. And if there was ever a time ever a time, you know, in the history, in history, in your lifetime to just say like, I'm going to, I'm going to take this as the opportunity to make a change, right. To see, you know, why did it matter? Why was this challenging? And where do I want to be in control? Because we know, you know, there's like this, this whole dialogue of, you know, uncertainty and I've talked about it on the show, it's like, it's always uncertain. The only thing that's certain is your thoughts, right? Or is at least your your interpretation of your thinking, what you choose to do with your thoughts, how you're understanding your emotions. You and your relationship to yourself is the only thing that you can 100% have control over. And that is why you are the best, you are your own best bet. You should always place all of your money on you every time. And if you're not, I want to get you to that place where you are. And the reason that we don't place our money on ourselves every time and we, you know, kind of grow grow up in this culture of like a dollar a dream is because it's easier, right? It's like, it's easier to do that, but the outcome you have so much less chances of winning, right? It's like, oh, here's a dollar, here's the, the dream. But when you place that dollar on yourself, you got to go work for it, right? You got to go get it. So all you have to ask yourself, is it is it worth it, right? Does it mean enough to me in, in honor of the life, this one precious life that you have, in honor of all the hard work that you've already done, and in honor of the things that you love, right? Because alcohol is taking away from all of that. And I know that that is essentially why you're here, but you know, it's my job to bring in some spirit to you for you to connect to this, to your heart and to a deeper, to getting the rest of you online, right? To get to getting you on board enough that you're willing to take that next step and whatever that is for you, right? But you got to decide what that is now because there's only one way forward with alcohol and it doesn't get easier, right? And I want you to have the most amazing summer where you are in control and you're not planning your life anymore around alcohol, right? You are having the adventure of a lifetime because you're deciding it is so. And all of those other thoughts are just thoughts. 
They're only true if you decide to believe they are. And so slowly, one thought at a time, we really navigate and unravel the truth and the validity of these things that have been running the show for your entire relationship to alcohol. You know, and this isn't just like overnight, right? We're talking 30 years plus here. So, um, you know, there is some unraveling to be done, but I will tell you this. And I, I, you know, have created my whole program around this supporting your decision, right? It is, and this is, I would say, 90% true for my all of my clients, that the per, giving themselves permission to take the next step was 50% of the, the challenge, right? It was like a deep catharsis, uh, a breath of fresh air of like, okay, we're actually doing something about this, okay? So what I wanted to talk about today was really just one objection that I find so common for changing one's relationship to alcohol. Now, a lot of times we think objections are facts. We don't really understand what they mean, and that's why I wanted to pull this out to you. So our objections are thoughts that keep us stuck. They're not usually facts. They just present themselves in that way so that they so that we can feel justified um, and validated in making a decision to not move forward with the thing that we actually want to move forward with, right? So they keep us in our comfort zone, even if there is the pain of staying the same present, right? It's like we just continue to override that because we're used to kind of being disappointed. And, and that is something that really just needs to change. Like you don't need to be disappointed in this life ever. And that's the magic of coaching is we can be disappointed and that's okay. But you, but with coaching, you just learn where you're in control and what the next step is. And, and you don't just ever throw anything out of the window. Like when, you know, I just heard my coach talk about this and she's, it was like, when you say you've done everything, then then that's it. Then there's just no more solution, right? And we just know that's not true. We know that there's a solution literally for everything. And especially when it comes to you and you and your relationship to you. So when you say I've done everything, it's like, okay, well then you might as well not even be listening to the show, right? Like, and you know, you haven't done everything because if you haven't <laughs> signed up for my program, you haven't done that. And there's plenty of other things, right? So you have to be getting really honest with yourself from a place of compassion, from a place of neutrality, and you must uh, uh, you must examine your objections. So even if you think they're true, and even if in the moment they feel very true, like for example, you know, money, you might not have you might have zero dollars on your name in your on your person, right? But what we do in coaching is we come up with a plan, right? And, or it's like, um, you know, I was just thinking of this recently. Like, I need someone talking to me about, well, I need so much money to retire, so I need to stay at this job that I don't really like for a couple of more years. And it's like, well, that's a choice. That's very much a choice. So if you don't want to get a new job and go through through that or change your spending habits or do whatever, right? Like we always have a choice or sell stuff or live, you know, borrow money. I mean, there's always, there's so many ways to become resourceful. And so usually the main um, objections that we have as humans are time, money, knowledge, energy. Right. And those are the things that are kind of our um, we, we kind of see as like finite resources. And but really time is the only thing we can't get more of unless <laughs> alcohol is like the magic thing. And honestly, when you start managing your mind and making just decisions, because most of you are in a constant perpetual state of indecision, like you're in indecision right now because you are constantly deciding between drinking and not drinking right? Instead of just making a decision that, you know, and this is what I did was like, well, I'm going to continue to drink because I haven't been able to figure that out, but 
I'm going to start to look at it in this new way. I'm going to start to take these other steps here, which is the five shifts process. And so I did make a decision. I decided I wasn't going to pretend like I was going to quit drinking anymore. And I started doing this other thing. And then I've told this story is like, as soon as I did that, I was like, oh, oh, okay. I don't have to fight with myself anymore. Like I can just decide to like not drink. I can literally give myself permission to not drink and be okay with that. And, um, yeah. And then everything changed. And of course there was a process to go through. Um, but right now the, the indecision that you're in is stealing so much of your time, you know? And so you can make a decision in the direction forward. You can decide, you don't have to decide. I don't want to not drink forever. You can decide. I, I definitely need to drink less and I, that this, this lifestyle isn't sustainable. Like you can know that and then take action from that place. Right. So making any one decision for yourself and taking an action is actually going to give you time back. And man, when you change your relationship to alcohol, it's like your energy is just like your creative energy is so powerful. And you become just like this channel in this different way, especially when you do it the way that we do it here in the stop drinking and start living program. Like, I mean, you've heard the interviews. It's like everyone's hearts are expanding. They're like, you know, my last client that was on Amanda and she was just talking about like stepping into her own enlightenment, which is like, you know, allowing her intuition to come through, like all of this wisdom and, and ways that we've shut down our experiences starts to really, really come through. So the objection that I wanted to talk today about today is the perfect time to quit drinking. And I think there's always this future focus of the thing that you think you're going to be missing out on. And when you do that, when you tell yourself a story of the future based on the past, you're trying to recreate, like I was saying, that same memory. Um, but you're looking at, you know, you're just, you're looking at such a small part of it and you're, you're trying to create a future that doesn't exist and that you get to decide, right? So if you're going to try to create the future, you want to create the one with the outcome that you want with all of the things that you're in control over right now. And remember, you're not in control over how alcohol affects your physical body. Alcohol just does what it does. And there's nothing that we can do about that, the way that the chemical makeup of alcohol interacts with our body. And that changes based on the day, that changes based on our age, that changes based on so many factors that it's impossible to really to, to make any plans with alcohol except for the ones that you know you can control. So the hardest part is you're, you're setting yourself up for this timeline of these events that may or may not happen. And instead of seeing like the whole picture, right, instead of getting like into that periphery or into that bird's eye view, everything is just overshadowed with alcohol. But that's been your experience, right? For the last however 20, 30 years. So what you what we do is we really shift that focus from, you know, alcohol being the the 90% to it being like the 2%. Like it's just kind of happening in the background. And we really bring your focus into all of the things you've been missing out on because of alcohol. And then we help you plan a new, you know, a new mindset strategy to go into that situation with and some backup tools to also support you and permission to also just decide like, that's not going to be me for this, this year. Like all of the ways that I interacted, you know, even before COVID or whatever, like, I don't want to do that anymore. I'm going to spend some time like at the playground with my kids and down at the river connecting in nature. I'm going to, you know, I always talk about hula hooping, but I'm going to bring my hula hoops out and just have picnics and maybe take a class on herbalism and learn how to make some flower essence or, you know, whatever it is, but growing, right? So you get to decide right now where you want your mind to be. And we really have to come down to asking, what are you really missing out on, right? Because the truth is, you know, is nothing. So right now, if you're already planning another summer around alcohol, 
stop. (laughs) I want you to plan your summer around the results that you want. I want you to ask yourself from your heartfelt intention, what do you want this summer to be like? Like, what is the essence? Like, give it a theme, right? We've talked about creating a life intention, right? Maybe it's like the summer of love, the summer of um, intimacy or adventure, right? Connection. Like, what do you want this to be? Maybe it's solitude. Maybe it's maybe you do want to just be with yourself and spend time with yourself. Play, surrender, right? I can think of a million things. Presence. Like decide what you want that to be and then work backwards and really, you know, compare that to the results that you get of alcohol and then you get to challenge yourself to what do I think alcohol is doing for me that I can't do on my own? And you get to brainstorm some new ideas. Like you have to be willing to say like, oh no, of course I can do this. Like, well, this is fun. You know? So when we say like alcohol is the only way we have fun, we, you know, we do a disservice to like our entire life that like our kids aren't fun. Our parents, our our husbands aren't fun. Our parents aren't fun. Like that no one's fun. I'm not fun. Right. And it's like, that's just not true. You're just not giving yourself the chance. And yeah, at first, maybe it's awkward. Maybe it feels a little weird. And, and you're also going to be rebuilding your, you know, your stores of dopamine. So to a degree, depending on where you're at, it could feel a little lackluster, maybe. But I mean, I can't think like how could, you know, throwing a Frisbee around or flying a kite or any number of things like just not be fun, right? The fun doesn't come from the circumstance. Fun comes from a thought. So you get to decide. You can just think this is amazing. Um, I just, I this just popped into my head. There's this woman who unfortunately passed away earlier this year and she comes to me often. Her name's Guru Jagat. She was an amazing Kundalini teacher and just, um, amazing woman of our time. But there was this quote I heard from her recently that she said, there's never been a place I visit, I've been to or visited that I didn't like. Like she just decided everywhere where she went, she was just going to love it. And I love that idea. Like you just get to decide that this is the experience. I'm going to fall in love with it. Right. And of course, there's always exceptions a little bit to the rule, but even the trauma, even the negative things that happen to us, I just heard someone else mention this, like she was saying, I get to decide to go back into my past, like a treasure chest and decide what were the amazing things about my past and what were the, what were the things about the challenges that I encountered that like, what did they do to get me on this path, right? Like, if they weren't here, where, you know, what did I take away from them? How were they blessings? <clears throat> so when you get into the periphery, you get to use your imagination. You got to be creative here, right? Like, you're not just like, oh, I'm not drinking and you just be grouchy about it. Like, that's not what happens here. You got to get pumped and you got to get a little bit energized about this. So the objections for alcohol are usually always fear-based, right? They're future predictions for why it will be easier to wait until a time when like maybe things get calmed down, for example, <laughs> right? People think this like for coaching, like, oh, I when things get calm, like then I can focus. And it's like, no, 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 no. Like this is when you need this the most, right? This is when we need support the most. And then when things calm down or whatever that even means, then you get to celebrate. And then when things are calm, it's like, that's when you take action, but you don't want to be cleaning up from like the disaster that you could just, you know, it's like you're postponing the inevitable instead of just taking the action now. So, um, you know, and like, I know people that have cleared their schedule. They, they've decided to not drink and they've cleared their schedule and they've even taken off of work and they really wanted to hold space for themselves and be in a really therapeutic environment and just nurture themselves, hydrate, be able to rest when they wanted to. Cause sometimes like it can get very tiring. Everyone listening here is at varying levels of, you know, degrees with their relationship to alcohol. But I've known other people that like, hit the bar running, right? Like they didn't skip a beat and we're going to trivia night and going to concerts and going to ball games and like just challenging themselves and creating their ETAs on purpose and planning ahead of time and figuring it out and, and doing the work and, and really bringing all of the things they wanted to focus on in the forefront of their mind, the way before they walked out the door, right? There's no right or wrong way to do it. But what I want to impress upon you right now is that it's all a choice. No matter when you do it or how you do it or why you do it, 
it is a choice. So if you have a vacation coming up, for example, and you're like, oh, but I can't because of this vacation and I know I'm going to drink, like, well, that's a choice, first of all. But you also get to decide, like, cancel your vacation, you know? And it's like we think that these these external factors are more important than our mental and emotional health, and they're not, right? Because are you going to – what are you going to take away from that vacation if you come back to your same brain or bring your brain with you on vacation, right? Or, you know, feel like shit half of the time while you're there. Like, postpone the vacation and go when you're like – when you feel amazing. That's my suggestion. There's also this really other beautiful part of the process that I take my clients through and uh, you, you will learn in the Stop Drinking and Start Living program is tapping into the body's wisdom. And I've talked about this before, how alcohol completely overrides our innate, amazing, like more intuitive and wise than we even logically understand. We're constantly overriding those messages and those needs from alcohol. So when you start to get alcohol out of your way and you start to tune into the signals of the body and the messages of the body, um, you know, you get to decide what that looks like for you and, you know, really know, am I distracting myself? Am I avoiding the urges or am I avoiding, you know, emotions or am I just like feeling really good? Right. And this is just such a beautiful part of the process that especially I feel like when the when the energy of the earth is high right now with life coming back and just the sun, um, there's the, there is this kind of resurrection, right, of, of life, of energy. And I think it could be really potent medicine to take advantage of that. Um, you know, again, there's no right or wrong time. And, and that's what this is all about is that you get to decide. So when you say it's not the right time or some version of that, how does it make you feel? It feels justified. It feels like, it feels like validation, right? And, and I think we all do that to some degree instead of just deciding, right? Like, this is what I want. This is what I'm going to do. And I'm not saying that it's a waste for you to listen to this and be an indecision by any means, because of course we're planting the seeds for your growth, but just know that it is a choice and you always get to decide. And the, really the question is, how will you know what the perfect time is? Like, what will that be? Like, what will be the cue for you from the outer world and is that in your control, right? Or does the baby get born and then the, you know, then there's a foot and a half of snow or your car breaks down or, you know, any number of things, right? Things come up and we figure them out and things are going to always happen. We move in spirals. But the the thing about starting now is that you know, you're going to go through another breakthrough. And my clients, I mean, you've heard them on the show, right? Like they're in breakthrough after breakthrough after breakthrough, like they're going to the next thing. So they're in a spiral where the thing that they kind of thought they were over with alcohol comes back around, but just from a a different perspective, which is potentially this, where like you have the same objection again. So we feel differently about self-development for whatever reason, mostly because I think it's intangible, right? Like so many of you have spent money on higher education. So many of you have spent money on, you know, um, various things, houses, luxury items, vacations, so on and so forth. But we know that happiness is available to us right now. Like we can create joy through the act through thinking about things that make us feel grateful, right? Gratitude is an instant way to feel joy always automatically. Curiosity is another way to feel, um, to step out of, of, of a funk kind of, and, and step into a new place of self-exploration because the happiness won't come just because you have new tiles in your bathtub, Right. But what I want to invite you into is I want to invite you into a bath with a book consciously chosen anytime you want to, right? You're not having to plan your bath time around alcohol. 
And I want to invite you into that every night. And when I do, when you get into that bathtub, it won't matter if there's tile, right? Like, because it means something. It's You're going to set the stage. It's going to be intentional. Like, it's going to be this beautiful experience, you for you. Right now, alcohol is keeping you waiting for the perfect day that will never come. And I just want you to know that because I think it's really important for you to be honest with yourself. But when you when you actually go into the questioning, into the curiosity of what it will look like, what will it feel like, and what will you believe, right? Like, will you think like right now I'm done And when that time comes, I'm over it. I'm ready to move on. No, because those habits, those thoughts that you've created get stronger and stronger with every single day. With every single drink, they continue to get reinforced. So you have to spend some time asking yourself, right? What will I, what will it look like? How will I know? And also knowing what is your objection that you don't know how that you have failed, that it's going to be boring. Most of the time we think it's this external resources, right? Time, money, energy. But what it really comes down to is not trusting in ourselves, not believing in ourselves that we're resourceful enough, that we'll show up, right? Because right now, you have access to more knowledge, right? You have this podcast, you have the program, right? You have the the proven method. You have me as the example. So you know that there are the next steps out there. You know there's an alternative to living a label-free life. Like you don't have to be like hashtag sober, sober fam Instagram, right? Like you get to just like leave alcohol behind and go on and living your amazing, beautiful life. And that's awesome. You know, that's what I want for you. I don't want you to have to continue to justify your relationship with alcohol. I want you to know that it was a phase of your life and it was no longer useful and you moved on. So the reason that you think you can't is really the reason that you need to, right? That it's not the right time. The reason that you need to is because it's the perfect time that you don't have the money. The reason you need to is so you will have more money. It's like you're stealing from your future, right? By not deciding. So you invest now to gain back from the future. And really, the truth is, is alcohol is just what's getting you into the door. But the coaching is a miracle that everyone needs. It's you being able to say, I get to do what I want when I want without objection, or I feel like I can't do this thing. Why? Right. It literally, I was just talking to a client today and we're like, it's just magic. Like you think you realize like your thoughts are the only thing getting in the way. And it doesn't mean it's instant and it happens now. It means you get resourceful with your brain and you get creative. So we just say for now, but we don't sit and fret about it, right? We figure it out. We encourage failure. I allow myself to feel all the way through it and figure it out. I allow myself to decide that I want this thing, but I'm not going to do it now and not be in, in FOMO about it, you know, putting it up, like just waiting until I can give it my full attention. When we stay in indecision, like something like you're doing with alcohol, it's because there's a part of you that's not on board and you have to find what that is and you have to give her what she wants. You have to create a nurturing environment for her. You know, this is your higher self. This is where the compassion comes in. Like the part of you that's stuck with alcohol, with the habit of alcohol, what does she need to know to get on board, to feel safe, to feel secure? Because I'm there to hold her hand every step of the way. What do you need to tell her so that she feels safe enough to get where you guys need to go, right? And that's all it takes. Like it doesn't have to be a perfect, a perfect plan because we don't know, right? But it has to be like, okay, there's this, there's this place where I can feel safe and I can feel heard and I can feel understood and there's a plan. So you need to find out what she needs or what they need to get to say to get that person, that part of you on board for feeling safe enough to take the next step. And so for me, what I 
told myself, my higher self, when I came in with compassion and I told myself, like, I won't let you break your own heart one more day. This is enough. Right. Like I, I just couldn't, I couldn't see myself breaking my own heart over and over and over again. Like there's too much heartache out there. There's too much sadness. Like I've had enough people, you know, given my power away enough for people to control my, or feel like a victim to my emotions. And like this, these were my choices. And I was like, no, we've got this. We're going to figure this out because I knew there was something waiting for me on the other side. Like I wasn't going to settle. Hell no. I didn't come to this planet in this body to sit around at a dive bar and drink and watch my son, like let my son watch me grow up and putting him to bed smelling like alcohol and being unsafe and driving and those kinds of things that I'm, you know, I didn't come here for that. And I didn't come here to be disappointed in myself. I had come too far and done too much and made too many decisions that I wasn't about to do that to limit my own potential. Right. It's like hypocritical because we always have some objection why there's something outside of us limiting, but we do it to ourselves the most. Right. And so until you're ready to step up to the plate, I really want you to pay attention this week. Like, who are you blaming? What are you blaming outside of you? And what if you just took the opportunity to say one different thing to yourself to just say, girl, I got you. Right. However, you feel comfortable talking to yourself. Like, I got my back no matter what, no matter if I go through doom and gloom. Like, I know I'm going to figure it out. Because I'm never, I'm not going to just give up, right? And if I need to take a break and I need to take a rest, then I decide to do that too. So when we think that, you know, it must be easier over there, like that person has it easier. If I was in their shoes, things would be different. That is something that you really want to check yourself on because it's, again, it's really, um, It's you giving your power away because we never know. You're putting your thoughts in someone else's head. Someone might look like they have all the things and, you know, even not drinking, right? Oh, it's so easy for that person. We just don't know. We never know what's inside of someone's head and we never know what it took for that person to get where they are. People think that it was like sometimes very easy for me, you know, that I just stopped drinking, which when I figured out, when I created the five shifts, I figured it out and it, it it was like the flip switched and it became easier. But I had been trying to quit drinking since I started, right? I mean, I have so much pain and suffering from alcohol, so much pain and suffering. I mean, there was times where I was, you know, in deep like benders um, from deep, from real like stints of partying um, and making, you know, choices that I don't, that I wish that never happened, right? Um, but I'm here now and it was because I wasn't willing to give up to myself for something that was just like not that important and not, you know, not offering me anything to my life. And so, you know, that, you know, alcohol has no more to offer you and you just need to come to terms with the fact that it's going to take you about 90 days to feel really good about where you're at. And that's all. It's amazing. You're going to feel awesome. So you should come and join me. Because we're going to have so much fun and I'm so excited about this new program and to bring all these people together that want the same goal, right? To get alcohol out of their way and build their resourcefulness naturally and then go crush all of their other goals. Like that's what we're doing here or just go surrender and like sit up on their hammock with their iced tea. It's going to be so good. So I want you to think about just resourcefulness in context too, because, and we have like the best example of it, which is COVID, right? COVID and the pandemic is the best example you could ever give yourself for resourcefulness because everyone had to make changes in their life. Everyone had to figure it out on the fly, right? And um, of course, there was a lot of really, you know, awful things that that came with that. People losing their businesses, obviously people losing their loved ones, illness, all of these things. But if you're listening to this, I want you to think about 
where did I have to be resourceful when it came to COVID? And where have I had to do that in other places in my life, right? Like I know for me, it was like figuring out childcare, right? Like Emmett had to change different locations several times, um, figuring out how I was going to work and watch him at the same time, homeschooling, right? What were we going to do with that? Um, Understanding, you know, Matthew had to go out into the community and work and figuring that dynamic out with the restrictions, Um, you know, you had to figure out how to pay the bills, ask for help, right? Take the day off when you couldn't send your kids to school. Some people lost their jobs. Like, what did you do? You're here listening to it. There was something that you did. And so I want you to think about your resourcefulness because we have that in us. That is part of the human spirit. And times when you say no, right? Even when you wanted to, that is our resource too. Our decisions are our resources. And we don't think about that when we're deciding on the future. We can, we're over really narrow-minded about this tunnel vision of alcohol. But the first step is to be honest, and the second step is to get curious, right? And so I just wanted to give you a quick example of how this came back around for me in my own personal life right now, where it was kind of a full spiral of overcoming my own objection. And it's a big breakthrough for me, so I'm really celebrating I'm applying for what's called the 200K Mastermind with my business coach, Stacey Bayman. And, you know, this is the third round that I was actually going to, I wasn't going to even apply this round. Like this is literally next week. I was going to wait until next January again. And what happened was I've been doing this work so much and thinking about, you know, your brain and all of the objections that you have and all of the things that I encourage um, my clients and my students of saying, you know, this is a process of learning. You get to become a student. This doesn't happen overnight. You get to drop your expectations, but you're stealing from your future by not starting now. Right. And so there's a large money investment for this mastermind. Um, but when I was changing some of my business structure, as you know, of offering this new program, um, there's ways I would like to be more masterful as an entrepreneur and really give the most value, the most clarity to you. And so I realized that I was treading a path that I was unfamiliar with, right? That I just didn't know. And instead of suffering until like next January, um, I did the, my own self-coaching and my, my initial objections, you know, were money and time. Like, am I going to be able to fit this into my schedule and do I want to spend the money? Right. But when I, when I really looked deeper, it was the, the formula that she's offering and I trust her a hundred percent. What is you spend, you make the investment of 25K and if you don't make it within the six months of the mastermind, she gives it to you back. But what I know from the results that I've gotten from her before, from her proven formula and seeing her as an example of growing her business to $10 million in three years is mind blowing and she's just amazing. She has so much integrity. So it was like the belief in the system I had, the belief in the in her I had, it was the belief in myself, right? It was the belief in myself of was I going to show up with the integrity, right? Because what I'm leaving on the table isn't 25k. I'm leaving, you know, say potentially 75k or it's a two, you know, 200k mastermind. It's like you're, I'm leaving that until who knows when, because I don't have the steps and I'm also getting out of indecision, right? Because every day I'm trying to, to, to figure out a new formula for growing my business and for being the best coach and for being the best entrepreneur and having like the best business to support my clients that I can. I'm in indecision instead of just, okay, we're going to make the three-year plan. This is how you do it. Like the path has been paved for me. And I, and it's that same idea of like asking for support. So I had to go back and to think of like, yeah, could I do it on my own? But to whose expense? My expense, my client's expense, all the people that I could help. And I know with this formula by the end, by in a year from now, like I'm going to be able to serve so many more women at such a higher caliber than I would have if I waited. You know, so I had to get out of my own way. I got resourceful. I got the money on my, you know, on my credit card and I'm so pumped. I already, I already have, have written out what I want to say in my video and the application, the requirements for that. 
And I'm so stoked because it was really me showing up with integrity and deciding to do things differently. Like the person that I was to get to where I am right now in my business isn't going to be the same person that I'm going to be able to, that I'm going to need to be to get to in, you know, two years from now, or even in a year from now, or even the person that needs to go into this, this hundred or this 200 K mastermind, right? Like, so, and then there was like, you know, being in the room with all of these other coaches. And, and that's something that I haven't really done in the last couple of years because I haven't really left the house, but I, you know, I just haven't been in that community. And so there's a lot of nervous excitement, but because of going through this process, the coaching process, which is so powerful, I can see it now, right? So this is what I, I wanted to give you this example because this is what I want to offer you that we come we like, we go in an upward spiral where it's like, I came back to the same place that I was at with alcohol, like where my business had become this boulder in my life when really like it needs to just be like a stone that can fit in the palm of my hand. And then I have all these other things, but it was overshadowing so much because I wasn't making decisions because I didn't have a plan, right? And so when you can have a plan, and now that I've decided I've been able to sleep better, I've been able to sleep in, I've been able to just like let go, right? Like I'm not in such graspy kind of like urgent energy to get to a result. I'm not in the, you know, I'm not working in just the actions, but now I can really focus on the thoughts and the energy I want to fuel the messaging, that I want to fuel my coaching, that I want to fuel for the next three years of this business so that I am leading from the heart, leading from integrity, leading from sufficiency, leading from abundance, right? And I feel those ways, but when we're doing something new, we, you know, we default to scarcity, we default to insufficiency and that's fine. That's okay. Right. And what it really showed me was like, this matters. Like I wasn't sleeping because I was like, I want this to be the best. Right. And I want to figure out like, you know, it's something I never even thought I would do is, you know, really scale a business to have this larger program and be planning, you know, in this way of, you know, my lifelong commitment, right? Like the program is a lifetime access, right? This is my commitment to you because I know how important this is so that you can go scale your mind, right? Like I'm scaling the business, but I have to scale my mind to do that, right? To be able to be of service to a lot of women in the world. I have to continuously grow. And that's what I see my clients doing too, is we go in this upward spiral where you come back to the same objection from, but from a different place. And because I have alcohol out of my way, I have the clarity to see it and I'm practicing it and it's fun, right? Like it doesn't, it doesn't have to be a burden. It's like, no, I get to do this. Like, what else are we doing here? Right? Like, why would I wait to take this adventure? Like when I went to Egypt, like, why would I wait? Why? You know? And it's like the same reason, you know, and I think we can use that, that thought kind of backwards on us where it's like, eat, drink, and be merry for tomorrow we die. Right. And it's like, but that thought's not useful. And do you want to go around thinking that? Or like, um, yeah, so we, tomorrow isn't certain. So don't you want to make the most of this day? Right. Like, and you can decide if that's going to be painful, if that challenge isn't worth it. Or you can think like, oh, it's a new experience. It's a new way to experience this life. And so that's really what I wanted to, to leave you with is this is an opportunity for you to just really look at what's important to you and what, if you want, what you want to get the most out of this life. Right. And so here's a few thoughts that I came up with that um, I think will really be helpful for you when you're, when you're overcoming your objection of it's not a right, the right time. Right. So when we get to decide ahead of time, we get to decide what do I want more of, right? When you get to decide it's the perfect time because I want my summer to be, right, this heartfelt intention. And then you work backwards of like, what do I need to think and how is that going to make me feel to get that intention, right? Like, I think this should be your summer of adventure. And the adventure of getting to know yourself is like the best adventure ever, right? The adventure of self-inquiry. So here are just some simple, amazing thoughts that like, I'm ready now. I want to go on an adventure. Let's see where this takes us. The worst thing that can happen is I end up right where I am. 
Or the worser thing that can happen is I never find out what's possible. I miss out on the most amazing adventure of my life, the experience of being me. I've got nothing to lose. That I believe that for everything. I've got nothing to lose. Like 25 like 25k, like who cares? Like I've got nothing to lose. Like that's the worst thing that happens to me. At least I know I died trying, right? <clears throat> what am I waiting for? What are you waiting for? Like literally, really, what are you waiting for? Another cocktail? There's never been a better time. I love that thought. There's never been a better time. I'm a grown woman. I do what I want when I want, right? Like alcohol doesn't allow you to do what you want when you want. This is how I take care of myself. This is how I take care of myself. I take the next step. I make decisions. This is the perfect time because this is how I take care of myself. I'm excited to be a student of me and of life. Coaching will give me the opportunity to be efficient at being human, using my body and my mind to the fullest extent. I don't make plans for alcohol. I make plans for the results that I want most. So the action that I really want you to take is I want you to write down how will I know when it's the perfect time and I and see if you can come up with a, an answer that you that you like, (laughs) and then ask yourself, well, how could I believe that now? How could that time be now? And then decide on what you want the heart, your results for the rest of this year to be. Like, what is the heartfelt intention that you want? Come up with a theme and then decide if alcohol is going to add to that or take away from that, right? Like, what do you, where do you need to be in your thoughts and your feelings to to really step into the future of the next step. So I am so excited for you to join us in the Stop Drinking and Start Living program. All of the information that you need are in the show notes. And if you have any questions about the program, like anything that is curious to you or you are confused about, please don't hesitate to email us. And of course, I'll leave that email as well. Have an amazing, amazing day. And don't wait one more moment to live your dreams way, I want to invite you into the Stop Drinking and Start Living program. It is the last time you will ever have to start the process of stopping again. It's your opportunity to learn a new way of life, free of the burdens of alcohol, and find out what's possible when you no longer have the desire to drink. With lifelong access and unlimited live support from me, you will never be left wondering about the how. All you have to know is that you are ready for change. I teach you how to build the clarity, confidence, and commitment you need to be authentically you without alcohol in any situation. It's time to answer the calling of your highest self. Register today by following the link in the show notes or on my website, marywagstaffcoach.com, and I will see you on the inside.